With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Hey everyone, it's Sam with an update from an episode we did almost two years ago with Alex Cantor from Ordermark. Since we last talked, COVID has completely changed the restaurant landscape and Ordermark has adapted with those changes. In fact, it's adapted so well that they raised $120 million in the midst of a pandemic. So without further ado, I'll play a short intro to our original episode with Alex. Don't worry, I'll link the whole episode in the show notes. And then we'll get into some of Alex's updates. I'm Samuel Donner, and today on the show, we talk to Alex Cantor, the 26-year-old founder of Ordermark and one of Forbes 30 Under 30. But if you've lived in LA for any time at all, you've probably heard of Alex Cantor. Well, at least his last name. Cantor's Deli is one of LA's longest standing and most famous delis. Alex is part of the fourth generation of owners, but eventually struck out on his own and created Ordermark, a restaurant-focused solution for online order aggregation. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? Dude, good. Long time no see, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a crazy, uh, crazy two years, that's for sure. It was May of 2019 that we last talked. And I kind of want to see like what happened pre-COVID, so like a year ago, and what's happened since then, because I feel like for you, things, I mean, I probably accelerated during COVID with online ordering being as big as it has become or even bigger. You know, we, we, since day one, starting the company in 2017, our mission has been to make online ordering easy for restaurants. Uh, giving them a single device in their kitchen that can connect them to all these platforms. And we saw a lot of data that showed what was going to happen to digital ordering over the next 10 years. In March of 2020, that 10 years of of digital shifts really happened in in just a couple of months. (laughs) All of a sudden, every single restaurant had to pivot and figure out how to make a delivery-only format work. Um, dining rooms shut down and, and restaurants had to get creative and scramble to figure out what to do. Many restaurants who were not set up for delivery or online ordering ran to, to us and said, how can we you know, get up this and running in days? Yeah. <laughs> days, not weeks. And um, we, we basically did our best to, to really just help as many restaurants as we, as we could make that transition. Um, I think in March of 2020, we had over a thousand new restaurants sign up for order mark, which was, God. so this was, this was by far the biggest month ever. And, wow. and April was nearly the same too. It was, it was totally insane. In 2020, it just completely took off because every restaurant was desperate for, for more orders. And we, we built these, these brands, these concepts to, to, to basically bring into these existing restaurants and there were some cases where we, we turned on you know, up to five different virtual restaurant brands out of a mom and pop pizza restaurant and started doing over $100,000 a month in incremental gross sales. Um, that was really 
um, an aha moment of we have a solution that can really make a big impact for these restaurants and be the difference of keeping their doors open or not. And we started really to double down on Next Bite, which is our virtual restaurant offering that we we are bringing into restaurants on top of, built on top of the order mark system. And that's enabled us to, to really hit a, a big inflection point in our growth as a company. You know, we weren't really sure how um, COVID was going to impact this industry, except we knew it was going to be bad. Um, we are, our heart is, is with restaurants everywhere right now who are struggling to, to get by. And um, it's very, very difficult, especially for mom and pop restaurants to make it through something like this in a delivery only capacity. You know, you need a ton of volume to sustain um, all the fixed costs that are associated with running a restaurant. The rent is fixed. The lights are already on. There's staff in your kitchen. And uh, I think 120,000 restaurants have gone out of business since the pandemic started, which is one in six restaurants, basically. What we didn't anticipate was um, how impactful our, our product offering was going to be to sustain these restaurants and um, the, the major surge in demand that we were going to have as a business. And you know, our month over month growth became much higher than it ever had been before. And um, and it brought in the attention of, of SoftBank, who led our Series C, um, which was $120 million financing back in, in the fall of 2020. It attracted a lot of venture attention and, and we're very grateful to have the SoftBank team behind us now. And I feel like, I mean, just in, in that whole explanation, just like the fact that you are conscientious of how much like hurting there is going on in this industry just like i i I remember you in our interview in 2019 just like how passionate you were about restaurants and and having them like come into uh, a new age and like you know you had all this history uh with canters and 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 that i think that passion really shines through um and also, something that you said, um, and you kind of like, I guess, uh, hinted at in this interview, and something that you said back in 2019 is like 10 to 20 years down the road, restaurants will be focused on convenience or on experience. So there's not going to be those like massive 600 seat uh, delis like Cantor's. It's going to be their uh, pickup windows or like really intimate experiential stuff. So do you do you think the experiential stuff still has as much weight as maybe you 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 think it you think it could have um in 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 2019 do you think that returns um what what are your thoughts on on that i think i don't i don't really believe that the restaurant industry will ever return to the way that it was prior to this happening i think there are some fundamental changes that happen that are permanent, like business travel will never be the same. Um, office culture is different, which is going to have a big impact on lunch and lunch rush. Um, catering as a category is going to evolve. And so I think that people are very excited to, to go back to dining in at restaurants and that will, you know, obviously open back up at some point and, and it will be a very popular option. But I also think so much consumer behavior has changed and people are getting so used to, to delivery um, as a, you know, every day or every week activity. It's really a convenience service that, that people who are now used to, to using it, they're, they're not going to go back to 
um, just eating at restaurants again. Obviously, there's going to be that combination, but um, I think that delivery in a dominant way is here to stay, and it's not it's not ever going to return back to the numbers that it was pre-COVID. Obviously, this is an intensely hard time for a lot of people, and things will not return to a pre-pandemic normal. But I think Alex shows that even in the most dire times, there is opportunity. One of the best ways to keep spirits high and try to progress in a time that things seem to be standing still is to experiment as much as possible, adapt, and see what works. That's what Alex is doing, and I think I'm going to take that advice. Uh, Again, we're just going to continue to experiment. 